Cryptology Files. You're listening to Oddity Files, the the podcast. podcast. Oh, in stereo. Wow. Usually we just say the podcast at the same time, and hopefully you say it with us. Yes. (laughs) I still really hope that's a thing. I do too. I heard somebody say it at the live event last weekend, I think, or maybe I'm just (laughs) hoping I did. Maybe there was an echo. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. That's probably exactly. Uh. But you're listening to Oddity Files. We are a paranormal podcast where we talk about all the stuff and all the things creepy, cryptid, otherworldly. That's the best part. And things of that like. But we try to keep it light, sarcastic, and snarky. Right. So if you're like of the faint of heart or like aren't a fan of scary things, you can still listen to us. Exactly. I I do have something that's not quite as lighthearted that I wanted to mention. Um, We lost one of our weirdos. This yes, week, we um, Melinda Collins, what an amazing, amazing woman mm-hmm. she was. She's Absolutely. a fan of the show. She actually helped us get into Culbertson right. Mansion. Yes. And she's been such a supporter of everything we do. And I just want to say we're going to miss you. Yes. And, and your light and your happiness. Yes. And this episode is solely to her because, like Kitsy said, she has been a huge advocate of Oddity Files since basically day one. Literally. Um, done anything and everything she could to help us and to mm-hmm. promote us. And um, yeah, we're really going to miss her. Yeah. So, you know, girl, say hi next time we're investigating. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Anyway, on to other things. I haven't mentioned, uh, there's no good segue out of that. So no. I'm just going to go with it. Um I wanted to talk about Hunt the Town. We haven't talked about it in a hot minute. It's in Crown Point. It's in September. Um, I'm going to make an event on the Oddity Files page so people know exactly time and place and dates. But they did announce their like headliner guest of oh. the event, and it's Doogie from... Oh, shit. What's the name of that show? They're the Wraith Chasers. They're the guys that used to have like Haunted Asylum, and now they... Do the live ghost hunts? I know what you're, yes. Terrible at this. <laughs> but check it out on our page. We're going to be hunting the town in Crown Point, doing a live podcast. We're going to hunt ghosts with you guys at like four or five different locations. I know. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So I'm going to post that on all the socials, which are at Oddity Files on Twitter and Instagram. We're on Facebook under Oddity Files and the new word that we came up with, super exclusive group. Oddity Files fan group. So check <laughs> us out. Lots of people requested to join that last week. I know. It was a lot insane. Of people did. <laughs> it was it's exciting. exciting. Super exciting. <laughs> um, awesome. I mean, also, words are really hard today. Um, we live podcasted. I touched on it. Yes, we it did. It was amazing. It was so much fun. It's always exciting like to go to a live podcast because you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> Because we're at the point where the live podcast we do, it's not like people are buying 
a singular ticket to come to Oddity Files podcast. Like we're yeah. doing them as part of a different event. Yeah, we're never going to get to that point. So <laughs> if people come, it's just on their own free will. <laughs> and so, or sometimes they're just there and they don't know even know what's going on. Or we come to them, <laughs> especially <laughs> when we're in a food court. <laughs> start talking to them. Um, but yeah, it was super exciting, and people were like, you could tell actually listening. They were. My sister showed up. Yeah. I didn't even know she listened to the show. Uh, <laughs> I'm walking to go grab my stuff to head out and do the thing. And I see my brother-in-law. I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? He's like, well, we came for you. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> he's a big nerd. He goes right. to all the shows. He's like, yeah, Kelly loves your show. I'm like, so what? Funny. Get out. We There were a, a lot of familiar faces, actually. There were. Which was exciting. And then, you know, we were sort of in a food court. And so... <laughs> Totally in a food court. The people, like people, were just there eating. Yeah. But slowly, like throughout the podcast, people were like shifting and like looking at us and actually listening. Some, and afterwards, some people laughed. Yeah, people were laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards, someone came up and literally asked for our autograph. They literally did. <laughs> it was so amazing. Kids and I were like, oh, um, uh, yes. <laughs> and and we got a random ghost story from a random listener who'd never even heard of us before because I ran into them later and they're like, tell me more about your show. Because um, at the last live pad- podcast, I had a plant. I went up to my friend Hannah and I said, you need to tell a ghost story just right. in case nobody had one. So a funny thing that happened though. So if you've ever been to an event that we've been at, we have these four by six cards that we like place out. And that just like talk about oddity <laughs> files, the show and the podcast. And Kitsy had placed some on some of the food court tables. When we got done, they were all gone. All gone. And we were like, holy shit, these people loved us. I, exactly. So we were I crazy. go around and put more out for and then <laughs> we look over and the janitor is literally throwing them all away. <laughs> throwing them all away. And we're like, oh. Um, oh, that explains. That's where they all went. <laughs> I was so excited. I know. DJ Jimmy bailed on us this weekend at the live podcast. Totally we had no idea what we were doing. Wait, something happened that we literally looked at each other like, we don't usually <laughs> make these decisions. We're like, I don't even have any clue who goes first. It, I know, but it wasn't. There was something was, else besides Oh, because who I couldn't read? And I'm like, oh, this is where DJ Jimmy <laughs> would be like, okay, let's start this over. <laughs> you know. So that'll probably be left in. I apologize right now. I missed you guys very much. You did not. You're out having all the fun. I do have paranormal in the news. Hit me. So I know I have a lot of friends that listen that are also murderinos like myself. Let me um, mute my laptop real quick. So this is kind of a mix between paranormal and true crime. Okay. The headline from the Washington Post is, it looked like a simple domestic murder. Then police learned about the alien reptile cult. Not even I'm kidding. I'm interested. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and read the article by Kyle Swenson. Okay. Uh, the call lit up the 911 dispatch center in the early morning hours of July 15th, 2017. Quote, my boyfriend had a gun, Barbara Rogers told the operator on a from a home in Coolbaugh Township, Pennsylvania, about 110 miles north of Philly. Uh, He told me to hold it here and press the trigger. Oh, my God. He's dead. The police arrived. Sorry, I'm not laughing. The police arrived um, at the tan double-wide trailer inside. They found uh, 32-year-old Stephen Mineo, a dead from a close-range 45-bullet wound in his forehead. 
But behind what first appeared to be a simple domestic killing, investigators soon found a bizarre backstory involving an extraterrestrial cult that had swallowed up both Rogers and Mineo. According to the Pocono record, as Rogers' first-degree murder trial began in March, she claimed in court the couple had gotten into a disagreement with the leader of the cult, who preaches a heady stew of alien conspiracy theories, a <laughs> apocalyptic Bible interpretation, and warnings about reptilian extraterrestrials living, living secretly as humans. She claimed a distraught Mineo had placed the gun in her hands and pulled the trigger. She said she did not know the gun was loaded. In the end, the jury split the difference, finding Rogers guilty of the lesser charge of third-degree murder, and she's still pissed. She said, to me, it's amazing that somebody could put a gun to somebody's head. Oh, she didn't say that. Oh, that's the victim's family. To me, it's amazing that somebody could put a gun to somebody's head, blow their brains out, as to said, as to, as essentially fuck and a jury finds them guilty of third degree murder and not first you know i never thought of blaming crimes and shit on aliens reptile aliens is that a thing apparently i don't know paranormal meets true crime and only in pennsylvania and we've come full circle full circle i read it from the washington post and there were news stories on this as well. There's video to go along with it where she, you know, has no comment. I kind of expected her to have, like, green scales. I don't know. Am I just stretching? No. <laughs> oh, so, oh, other exciting news. Everybody knows. Well, if you're just now listening, we have a, a TV show on Amazon Prime. We do. It's called Oddity Files. Surprise. Surprise. Um, and I had a friend, Marjorie, contact me this week. She said, so funny story. I was talking with my friend about all the other paranormal shows that are on TV, and she has one specific that she particularly hates. I'm not going to name names. Um, but her friend was like, oh, my God, I know this show for you, and I, I can almost guarantee you've never heard of it heard of it and marjorie's Fair like enough. bring it she's like it's oddity files so crazy marjorie's like and, and, those are my friends <laughs> so i'm like how are people finding out about us right? i don't even know I'm, i googled nothing strange popped up yeah. you know no big mentions anywhere if you'd like to feel free you can contact us at <laughs> oddityfilescrew at gmail.com um but so I went ahead and I'm like, I'm going to search paranormal TV shows on Prime. And it came up number 11. I know. So crazy. I saw when you posted that and I was like, that's just crazy. It's insane. It is. So grateful. I don't know how that works. If more people search for it, if it pops True. up or if more people watch it, it pops up. But keep doing what you're doing, y'all. And we are working on season three. Totally. Um, we have something that may or may not be happening that we're currently like on pause um, with investigating. Yeah. But um, we will start investigating again here soon. Another funny thing that happened. So we were, um, DJ Jimmy and I were on our way home. And my mom calls me. And she's like, I have a serious question. Like, what are you guys doing with the podcast, like, to try and, like, manipulate equipment? And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She's like, again, I was listening to the episode with headphones in. 
And all of a sudden, my phone popped up and said, it was whatever Siri says when she's like, I didn't understand that or what can I help you with? Whatever she says. And um, which is like the second or third time that's happened to my mom. And so she was like, she was absolutely convinced that. It was something we were doing. Yes. Like somehow (laughs) through the podcast, we're like plugging a virus or some type of, you know, something to make, to summon Siri. You know, if I could figure that out, it might, you know, get us more listens. I know. But I was like, (laughs) no, like I that's not a thing that like you can't do that. And she's like, it's like literally the third time it's happened. And she'll just be like sitting in her office alone with headphones and listening and just doing like mundane work. And then all of a sudden serial pop up. So it's not even like it's, it's not, no, nothing's it's not playing, playing out, out loud. loud. Yeah. Cause that's what I asked first. I was like, are you like, are you listening out loud? Cause you know how I won't say her name, but yeah, like we accidentally say things and the Amazon device will pop up. <laughs> The echo. Um, and so I thought it might be that, but she's literally just sitting there in silence. I wonder if this has happened to anybody else. I don't know. If you have an experience listening to our podcast where Alexa or Siri pop up, yeah, let us know at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com or just drop us a line on Facebook, Instagram, any of those. Just a poll, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. And and like uh what I was talking about last week where the guy says now that he watches Oddity Files on TV, his house is now haunted. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we that's unintentional people. <laughs> Maybe we should put like a warning. At the beginning every of episode. every episode. Uh, yeah, so let us know if we're we're haunting you. Walter so and Anna at it again. Unintentionally. Oh, my one of my new um shirts came in. Yay. Yeah, I'm waiting for his to come in and we're gonna take some photos. But with that, and that this is an unintentional plug because it, it literally arrived yesterday while I was mowing the yard. Um, but we have merch, and you can find all it all on our website. We're adding more pretty consistently yeah. now, um, and they're all really cool. Some of them have to do with the TV show. Some of them have more to do with the podcast. We have shirts. We have stickers. We have totes, mugs. I was rocking all the merch this weekend were. at Indie PopCon. Yeah. I wore every shirt I owned. It was so much fun. Speaking of Indie PopCon, I meant to mention this to you. Um, If you're listening to this on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, right after it's been released, on Monday, my friends over at the Kind of Nerdy Girls are doing a viewing of Men in Black, and they asked us to be co-hosts. So if if you guys are able to- Monday the 17th? Yes. Monday, June 17th, 2019. So if it is after that- it's over. You missed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's actually my anniversary. Oh, is it's it? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I I realized <laughs> that we like mention dates a lot or like days of the week a yeah, lot. Yeah, but we never give dates. Right. And so someone's probably listening a year from now. Going, oh, they're, they're horror like, oh, on this Saturday. They're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. So if, if you can make it out, and if Jimmy and. Clayton, if you can make it out, that'd be great. I'm going to go. I'm going to bring, you know, the four by six cards, bring the stickers, all that good stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So, but I figured Men in Black was a fun little tie-in. I'm yeah. so excited to see it. Not just because Mr. Yeah, Hemsworth yeah, yeah. or Miss Thompson is in there. I know. But, yeah. So, check it out. Um, What am I forgetting? Stories? Oh, well, <laughs> why everybody's here, you mean? <laughs> so, this week, with reason, and like we mentioned... A little bit earlier, not only was Melinda really into like all things horror and 
pop culture that way. She was a huge Disney fan. She was. You're going to make so, me cry, aren't you? No, I'm just doing all things Disney. Okay. So it's a bunch of short little points that center around Disney World and how they are creepy, cryptid, and other world. I've had this on my list of stories to do and have not done it, so oh. I'm so excited. So, obviously, Walt Disney created a theme park like no other. It was just a, more or less a collection of amusements that I've you know come to realize all put together, but in a self-contained world that looked entirely different than anywhere else on Earth. Sometimes, though, when you step back, it can be a little creepy. Um, from ghosts on the monorail track to real bones inside Pirates of the Caribbean. Wait, real bones? I'll get there. Oh, okay. Um, there are a lot of also urban legends regarding Disneyland. And is it really the happiest place on earth? So one of mm. I'm going to start with my favorite one because it's like, oh, that Walt Disney still haunts his old apartment. Oh. So on Main Street, he actually had an apartment that he would live in. In Orlando? It, or California. In California. Okay. I mean, he probably has one of both. Yeah. But, um, yes, in California. So, a light is kept on in Walt Disney's former apartment above the firehouse on Main Street for mm-hmm. um, for a reason. One night, an employee came in to clean and noticed that a lamp was on. So, she did her thing. She cleaned. And right before she left, she turned off the light. And she turned around to walk out of the apartment. The light came back on. <gasps> I love it. So she literally paused, just turned back around, and walked away. And she said that as – this is like the legend part. Right. That as like she closed the door, she heard, don't forget, I'm still here. <gasps> Covered in goosebumps right. right now. But so that's why 24 hours a day, 365, mm. there's a lamp on in that apartment. I love it. I love that too. Um, second thing, there's a ghost writer – on Space Mountain. Really? That multiple people have reported. <gasps> like our theory. I know. Oh, there's a couple of those. Really? Yes. Um, it says that someone who is described to have reddish hair and um, a, a boy, like mid-20s, mm-hmm. with reddish hair has been seen by multiple single riders, like sitting next to them, that... They'll be on the ride, all of a sudden look over, and there's someone next to them. They continue riding. Why can't this happen to us? When they return to the station, he's gone. (gasps) Yeah. And it's supposedly that exact description describes a guest who died on the ride back in the 70s. Hmm. That's crazy. I'm like, listen, if in the afterlife, all I have to do is ride a, a roller coaster all day every day. I'm scared of heights. It depends on which roller coaster. Space Mountain's inside. It's kind of scary, though, if I remember (laughs) right, and that could be my hell. So so, um, I thought that was really cool just because um, what Kitsy was referring to when he said our theory is that how often do we see people who seem completely and totally real to us that might not actually be? Thank you for doing that because I just – Picture, you know, everybody's all caught up in all the episodes. So <laughs> you're the best. So the next one, there are real bones in Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like poltergeist all over again. So Disney Imagineers used real human bones to construct the scallywag skeletons when the attraction first opened in 1967. 
the fake bones looked too fake for Disney Imagineers because if you know anything about the Disney creation, they don't take any shortcuts. Mm-mm. So they literally got real ones from UCLA's medical school. Okay, I was curious where they got them from. Eventually, they they have since been replaced with phony ones. However, the skull and crossbones embedded in the headboard at the ride's beginning are still real. Ooh, well, I mean, they, it'd probably be impossible for them to get rid of right. it. They'd have it's to embedded. Like, yeah. But I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Interesting. Yes. Are there any hauntings associated with said bones that you read? Not that I know of. Okay. Um, but I will get to a point why many people believe that there is as much activity at Disney as there is. I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Um, this is one that – so if you guys follow us on Instagram, DJ Jimmy makes these awesome stories. And so I understand we're a podcast and I'm getting ready to refer to a video. So go over to our Instagram and watch it there. Um, but at Disneyland, a ghost was literally caught on camera. <gasps> yeah. Many people think that it's just like a reflection or monitor burn. But it looks pretty much like a ghost. Is it one of those um, ride cameras or just somebody captured it? It's like a security camera. Oh, even better. Um, and it's just like strolling down the sidewalk. But many people believe that it's Javier Cruz. The cast member played Pluto and was killed in 2004 after falling in front of the Beauty and the Beast parade float. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's very um, unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, my. I never. How have I never heard that? I know. Well, there there were a lot of things. It's because Disney's so good at hiding these things. Car. No. It's literally a person walking. Dude. You see that? And it's just like, there's a, like shoulders and a head and everything. Arms. Look, like, and look, it just keeps going. Right. Look. Oh, right through the fence. I'm covered in goosebumps right now. It's crazy. Sorry. Oh, that's. I'm going to show How TJ have we Jimmy. not gone to Disney together yet? That needs to happen. Know. And it's not just one camera. So it's not lens flare. It's right. not a bug it's, on the camera. It's on multiple angles of the security mm. camera. Mm-mm. Awesome. Yes. So here's the reason why so many people believe that there is a lot of stuff going on at Disney or why it's just because nothing's ever malicious. It's just a hotbed for activity in general. And it's not Haunted Mansion. It's something that you would never expect. So... Disney employees have said for years that people regularly scatter the ashes of loved ones all over the park. Yep. Of course, Haunted Mansion is one of the most popular spots for honoring the dead. Yep. In 2007, a woman was seen pouring a powdery substance into the waters of the Pirates ride in Disneyland, but security could not find her after. (laughs) So, good on her. She's good. Disney custodians from both parks have confirmed that not only do people scatter their ashes at the park, but the practice is so popular that maintenance literally has a code for it. <laughs> like a code Adam? Right. Oh, wow. And they call it um, HEPA cleanup, which I guess I looked it up. Uh-huh. H-E-P-A is like an air, a super fine air filter. <laughs> HEPA. HEPA. HEPA filter. Yeah, I know exactly what <laughs> you're talking about. Ooh. This is an actual quote that was in the Wall Street Journal from a custodian at Disneyland. Quote, the Haunted Mansion probably has so much human ashes in it, it's not even funny. Have you have you been on the Haunted Mansion ride any time lately? I mean, not in the past five years. It is literally, there's dust everywhere behind the glass where you can't yeah. see. 
And I'm like, oh, they just never dusted to kind of go with the theme and this, that. But it's probably people. Hundreds of people. Holy shit. Yeah. So this one falls right in line with Oddity Files. Disneyland wasn't always Disneyland. A lady in white in turn-of-the-century clothing who died in 1900 on the land where Disneyland stands today has seen has been seen by many people walking down Main Street at night as if window shopping and guides lost children to the baby care center. Oh, that sounds like actually an amazing afterlife. <laughs> right? Just strolling down. Shopping and taking care of making sure people were happy. Right. Um, so this one isn't really like uh, anything haunted, but it's just there is a ride. And um, in a bobs or sorry, Dolly Young was in a bobsled on the Matterhorn ride in 1984. Mm-hmm. Young is said to have been to have unbuckled herself to help to help her child. As she stood up, dumbass, she hit her head on the cross track over oh, that sounds like something I would do just before a dip and then was thrown thrown from the right. Oh my god. This is so as if hitting her head, getting thrown, she was then run over by the next train. Oh jeez. How unfortunate. Since her death, Disneyland Can we call this episode how unfortunate. <laughs> Since her death, Disneyland employees have experienced a feeling of being watched around what they now call Dolly's dip. So on the right, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I totally smacked my head again this week. No way. Yesterday. Like, I stood up and walked right into a fucking door. Can you see it? Not really. Oh, a little. Yeah. It's a little pink, yeah. This is the third time I've fallen in the last three weeks. I don't know who put what curse on me, but. Need to up your life insurance. Right? (laughs) Go ahead. So Deborah Stone was hired as a ride operator two weeks after the Carousel of Progress came uh, or became American Sings attraction in 1974. Unfortunately, the 18-year-old employee was killed when she became trapped between the attraction's rotating stages. Ooh. Following her death, cast members have said that they hear Stone reminding them, quote, be careful. Oh, good yeah. for her. And what's crazy is that a lot of these... There are multiple reports of these. You know, it's not just yeah. like, oh, Joe Schmo said, told this story. But it's yeah. like, that's since 1974. And it's still happening. Still happening. Yeah. Like. So a teenager attempted to sneak into Disneyland in 1966 by climbing a fence. As he was crossing the monorail track, he was struck by the train and drug oh. approximately 40 feet to his death. Ow. Yeah. Over the years, monorail riders and park workers have seen a boy around 19 years old running alongside the train. Oh, wow. Right. But again, it like, I would just be like, why is that kid chasing us? Yeah. I wouldn't be like, it's a ghost. Or damn, he's fast because that monorail <laughs> is fast. They are fast. <laughs> he wasn't fast enough to get off the track. Crazy. Um. So, Haunted Mansion and Pirates aren't the only spooky rides. A guest... This is an actual experience, and there's a photo, so you can see it on our story. They were on It's a Small World, and the ride stopped. Sorry, this was back in 1999. So they were riding It's a Small World. The ride was stopped. The lights came on, and they were having everyone exit the boats. Not sure what happened. Hmm. So the guest was filming, and literally in one of her shots, it looks like there is a like a kid hanging from the raptors. 
You see what? that? Oh, that's insane. It's so creepy. They're like, oh, we better shut this down before anybody else. So why do you turn the lights on then? <laughs> I wonder what that is, though. Did and, and they went and they checked it out and there was nothing there, I'm assuming. Well, this, like, she saw this much, much later. Like, oh, because she okay. was just filming the ride and then yeah. kept recording as they were getting off the boat. And when she watched it later, saw this. Um, some people believe that it was a kid that committed suicide. Others blame, like, mischievous cast members, like, hanging a, a doll a or doll. something. from yeah. The Does kind of look like a Tweedledee or a Tweedledum. Yeah. There's so much. An employee dubbed Disco Debbie, who died as from a brain aneurysm backstage Space Mountain, still haunts the backstage area. Several cast members have seen a green flash of light at some point, either on the ride or backstage, backstage of the ride. And so... Anytime they witness that, they all say, oh, it's Disco Debbie. Oh, I love it. Um, just, to be named anything after you right. die, Disco Debbie is so much yeah. fun. There's just a, a couple more. So this one is right up our alley in what we talk about with our theory. And this story stems from several, several employee accounts that a small boy has been seen crying at the exit of Haunted Mansion. When the employee mm-hmm. speaks to him, he ig- ignores them as if they aren't even there. And some people believe that it's a ghost of a child whose ashes were scattered at the right. Which, like, that part's totally like speculation. Then. But a ton of people have had this occurrence where there's a little boy crying, which happens at amusement parks all the time because, right. like, they get split up from and their parents. And everybody wants to help. Exactly. It's family. And-, and he's just, you know, aimlessly crying and ignoring them. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. Um, so, back to It's a Small World. Which is creepy in itself. It is kind of creepy. So, Disneyland employees have it's shared stories. It's a small world. I'm oh, sorry. It's now we're all going to have that stuff. Spooky in our world, head. after all. That about the dolls changing, changing positions on their own, disappearing, or coming to life after the ride has been shut down for oh, the day. Oh, fuck no. Fuck. Nope. Nope. Yes. Nope. So, it's like, even if they aren't creepy enough on their right. own, once everything shut up, like the right, the lights, interior lights are turned on, and they're just like going through doing their end of day things, whatever those are. Yeah. People have seen them just like changing positions or like moving. What? So I, I secretly want to go once it's shut down, but I secretly, I think, am more terrified of that than I am a ghost of like, you know, mechanical things coming to life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, no. So, Haunted Mansion employees found an empty urn buried in the flower bed near the ride's entrance with a plaque reading, Rest in Peace, Our Dearest Grandma Joyce. Apparently, the grandma's ashes were spread somewhere, but the urn remained in the ride's video camera room until employees placed it in the catwalks above the graveyard scene. Oh, I love that. Kind of cool. Yeah. It's also kind of creepy. They should have put it on one of the sets. No one ever would have known. No. Until that family came back. They're like, hold up. We want royalties. <laughs> you left. It's ours now. Right. So last one. And this video is interesting too. But it's in this video, it looks kind of like a person or a, presumably a ghost is standing on Cinderella's castle enjoying the fireworks. And this is before they did like the whole projection thing all over the. Which I fucking love right. so much. And again. Sorry, right now I'm showing Kitsy the, the video, but all of these will be posted on the 
story. So like that. I did see that. Yeah. And I thought it was a statue. See how it raises its arms? Oh. Watch. It's huge. It's massive. Though. And it's like, like I said, that's King Kong ghost. Before the whole look. projection game and all that stuff. Holy shit. Strange. The look on Jimmy's face is the fuck? Um so yeah, there and I literally could have gone on and on and on oh, with I'm different sure. accounts. I tried to pick out the ones that one had to do with all these people scattering ashes because I never even thought that would be a thing. That's what was on my list of stories to do was the yeah. ashes being spread. And I really wanted to I ended up doing this because I wanted to do the Walt Disney apartment because I heard that I'd heard that before, but essentially like there was that first experience and there yeah. hasn't been anything since. So there wasn't yeah. like much depth to tell a story. But then I just got into this rabbit hole of Disney World and Disneyland experiences. And Thank I was God like, you did. I'm just going to do all these. I had no <laughs> idea of any of those things. None. I know. Me either. And that's somewhere that, I mean, as a kid, my family went a lot. Yeah. So it's like, good thing. I took my kids a lot. Right. But next time I go, I'm going to be like, you know, have a I, I need, spirit I need box. Backstage, backstage passes for Digging in the flower beds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any more grandma urns in I found here? another urn. I love it. That was great, Clayton. So my story isn't nearly as lighthearted or happiest place on the earth or anything like that. I am doing the Donnie Decker possession, a.k.a. the Pennsylvania Rain Man. Oh. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. So I've seen the mysteries at the museum of this about a bazillion times. Um, so I figured it was time to look into it more. And then I come across season four, episode three of Unsolved Myth- Mysteries from 1991. It was Wait, magical. How long has that show been on? It, Unsolved Mysteries was on in the late 80s, early 90s. Unsolved Mysteries. I'm yeah. with you. Mysteries at the museum is new wish. Um, so I learned there's much more to this story than I never even knew. And that's why I love doing what we do. I love this shit. You always find out like you did. You went in going looking for the Ugh, ashes the worst. and found all the stuff and all the things. So Don Decker was raised by an abusive grandfather starting at the age of seven, which in turn led him into a life of petty crimes. When Donnie was 21, he was in pr- prison for possession of stolen property He was sentenced to uh, four to 12 months in the Monroe County Prison in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. While in prison, Don gets word that his asshole grandfather has died and he was being granted furlough to attend the funeral. What that means is you get a couple days off out of prison. That's for like non-risk prisoners, blah, blah, blah. I don't know exactly what the definition is. I made that all up. Um, And he was going to spend a few days with family. Don was secretly relieved at the death of his grandfather because the rest of the world was not aware of the abuse he suffered at the hands of grandpa. Right. After the funeral, Don was invited to stay with family friends who always cared deeply about Don and his well-being. And that's when shit gets weird. Are you ready? Yes. So while in the bathroom that evening, Don feels an unnatural cold chill and then feels faint. We've been there. We've done that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then he falls to the floor. And that was then when he, family and friends described he went into a trans-like state for most of this story. But after pulling himself out of this, this little incident, 
he claims to have seen his grandfather looming over him while he was on the floor. I hope Twilight Zone doesn't want residuals every time I sing that song. Anyway, um, Uh. even later that evening, okay, I I skipped a part. Okay, so dead asshole granddad, ghostly looming. This is just the beginning. Even later that evening, as the friends were sitting in the living room, I'm assuming, you know, just watching TV, the friends start to notice um, like lines of water coming down the walls. No. Just, they touch it and like, one re- thing I read said the water was just kind of like thick. This is why you sense. get home inspections. Exactly. <laughs> um, and thinking it's the plumbing, of course, the landlord of the house is called and he rushes over with his wife to see what's going on. I don't know why wifey had to come, but whatever. She might have been judge. a plumber. Yeah. By the time he gets to the house, the water is leaking out of the ceiling. So it's it's coming down like rainfall and coming raining Upwards no. from the floor. What? Several eyewitness reports. Two TV shows. Um, not seeping up from the, the floor, but actually raining, raining in reverse. Um, the living room was in the front of the house, and after looking into things a little more, they determined that there was absolutely no plumbing of any form in on that side of the house. Absolutely no water upstairs or in any other rooms of the house. As the others are running around the house trying to figure out what is going on, Donnie's just sitting there in the living room getting drenched back in his trance. Hmm. Things are getting worse really quickly. I mean, what else are they going to do but call the police? This cracks me up when it's paranormal when people call and people police. call the police. Ugh. But that's why so many police have had paranormal experiences, that is I true. guess. That is true. Um, again, I don't know why people do that, but it does crack me up secretly inside mm-hmm. every time I read that. So the police arrive. The first officer walks in. It's like, nope, <laughs> got to go outside and call for backup. So the backup arrives. Too much backwards rain. Too much backwards rain. Backup arrives and officer number one is like, I can't even, you have to see this to believe this. So they head inside. And the guy's like, what? What's going on? This is the mystery, the uh, unsolved mysteries account. I'm like quoting the show he's like dude tell me what's wrong and he's like no man you got to kind of see it to believe it anyway he didn't have a surfer voice at all (laughs) at this point it's also raining sideways in the living room all continuously all so you're standing in the middle of the room you're getting monsoon in this living room yep up down and sideways and while the cops weren't quite sure what to do with the situation they know something was not right and as they're discussing things with the landlord the three of them watched this huge water droplet form in the middle of them having this conversation and just take off to the kitchen. It was like softball size. What? I don't I don't know. What year was this? 84? When did body cams become a thing? Like 2000s. I know. I kill to have the body <laughs> cam of this. So The officers encourage everyone to leave the house while they figure out what to do next. Everyone leaves but the police officers and uh, everybody. Oh, and this all happened just in time for Donnie to head back to jail the next day. A couple of days later, the prison guard hears yelling coming from Donnie's cellmate asking to be moved to a different cell. This is the part I've seen on Mysteries at the Museum a million times. When the guard gets there, you guessed it, it's raining upside down in Donnie's cell. Oh. Not coming from the ceiling, but coming up through the floor. 
The guards try and figure out what the heck's going on in the cell. Donnie's question on how he did it. Are you splashing shit out of the toilet? This, that, and the other. And uh, he explains, Donnie, that he makes it happen. And he's figured out how to control it. I mean, if you're sitting in prison, bored, what else are you going to do? Interesting. Okay. In the 80s, there were definitely cameras in jails. I would love to see the footage, if Me that's too. true. I I need proof. <laughs> I want answers. So the guard scoffs and says, well, if you can make it rain, make it rain in the warden's office. Oh. So Donnie takes this challenge. Challenge yes. accepted. When the guard guy shows up later in the warden's office to tell him about what's going on, that it's ridiculous, blah, 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 the warden stands up and his shirt is soaked <gasps> all the way through. It's not raining in there. But his shirt looks like somebody spilled a cup of water on it. Guard, uh, the warden didn't even notice it. The guard was like, oh, no, he didn't. And then he explained to the warden about what he'd asked Donnie to do. They were both pretty freaked out and decided to call a reverend to nip this shit in the bud. The reverend tries to reason with Donnie, tells him to pretty much stop these shenanigans. Once the reverend gets serious, he said it's like Donnie's demeanor changed immediately and you guessed it, the waterworks began. No Reverend way. Dude, yep. Reverend Dude whips out his Bible and starts praying, just like the Reverend did, and kept praying. And the mood of the room changed back to where it was when they started. They were all soaked and crying and holding hands, and Donnie felt finally a wave of relief over him and hugged the Reverend. And just like that, it was over. Whoa. Yeah. And the really weird thing, with all this water and all that rain during the prayers and all of the pages of the Bible stayed completely dry. That's weird. That's freaky. So what is it? The minister swears it was demonic, as one would, or not of God. But Donnie... Donnie claims it was his asshole abusive grandfather having one more go at him. No way. Controlling him. Which? The looming. The looming. I mean, once an asshole, always an asshole. Um, so what do you think it was? Uh, I mean, why can't it be both? Why can't it, it be. be his asshole grandpa possessing him? Absolutely. That's That's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I, you know, my thoughts on possession. I'm like, I don't think it happens nearly as much as people say it does. Right. Um, but I firmly believe that there are more asshole ghosts out there than there are demons. Agreed. On this earthly plane. The more TV shows I watch, demons' jobs are to torture people in hell. Why the hell would they be up here? You'd think I'd have learned that in Bible school, but apparently they didn't want to scare us. So that's the story of the Rain Man of I liked that. Pennsylvania. It's interesting. It's and I've never heard of it or come across it. It's crazy. That's oh good. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, I do have a. I know we're running a little late, but I did this interview with Alana King several weeks ago at Motor City Comic Con. Oh right. I run a YouTube channel, and if you just search Alana King, it should pop up. She's like, first of all, the sweetest, most adorable girl. She's a huge fan of the TV show Supernatural, which oh, very cool. as am I. Um, and my friend KJ from Kind of Nerdy Girls mm -hmm. um, introduced me to her, 
and she actually had a ghost story. No way. Yeah, she went to, well, I'll, I'll let, let's just play it. I have done one ghost hunting video. The concept for the video was we were going to stay at a haunted hotel on Halloween. So my friends and I, we went, because it was Halloween, and some of us dressed up as supernatural characters. Of course. uh, Gotta be supernatural when you're hunting ghosts. Of course. Um, I brought a giant thing of salt just in case, but well, <laughs> I've never done that on a ghost hunt. Maybe I should try. It's fun. <laughs> you know, you get a lot of weird looks. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and we brought a giant cardboard cutout of one of the supernatural characters, Castiel. Oh, I would. I went to gone Dean, but yeah. anyway, go ahead. Well, he, Ca- Cass is an angel, so he was protecting us. Okay, I get that. <laughs> I get that. Um, and it was also the only cardboard cutout we had. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we went to this haunted hotel in Chicago, and it's called the Congress Plaza Hotel. Okay. It sounds fancy. It actually kind of is. So, well, the rooms aren't really, but, like, the lobby is very ornate. So it's a very old hotel. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Um, There's there's an original part of the hotel that's one wing, and then there's a newer part that's another wing. Okay. Um, And... Basically, we live kind of close to the hotel in Chicago, and we went on a ghost tour once, just like on Halloween, and the tour started at the hotel. Okay. And they told us about the hotel and and the fact that, you know, it was haunted, supposedly. The big thing was that, first of all, Al Capone did a lot of business there. Always about the gangsters in (laughs) Chi-Town. Yeah, so apparently he, like, tortured people and killed people or something. As he did. In the hotel. (laughs) So there's that. Okay. Um, People think it's haunted because of that. Gotcha. There's also um, a room that's really, really haunted. I think it's on the fourth floor. I can't remember which floor it's on. I think it's on the fourth floor. Super haunted. And I don't know if there's any particular reason why, but I know there's been a lot of stories of people like running out of the hotel screaming in the middle of the oh, night because the they, they've rooms. seen things. And like even ex Marines or something what? were so freaked out that they like. And apparently there was a celebrity chef that stayed there and he, he was in one of the rooms. I don't think he was in that specific room. Okay. He was in one of the rooms. I think if you Google like Congress Plaza celebrity chef or something, it'll come up. Yeah. But he apparently got so creeped out that he switched hotels. And then there was this one ghost story about how this lady and her two children, uh, they they originally were living in another country, I think, and they moved to America. And the husband stayed behind because he was like, he still needed to get his visa or something. Okay. Um, And... There was something about, like, he never came, so the wife thought that he left her. Um, oh, so I hate she those like she like apparently jumped out one of the windows and like with her children. Oh no, um, I can't. And but the the problem was not that he left her; he just couldn't. He was having a really hard time getting his visa, and like literally, he showed up the day after. It's all about communication, or something like isn't that. It? But it was like a long time ago, so they couldn't just text each other and be That's like, "Honey, true. my visa," you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but apparently, they only found the bodies of the woman and one child. So there's a story that like the other little boy is still running around the hotel. I have goosebumps. Yeah. Now, did you get one of the haunted rooms there, or did you just kind of wander around the place? No, my friend tried to get one of the haunted rooms. Okay. Um, we did stay the night because we felt really bad about like wandering around and not staying the night. Well, that's because you're polite. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Halloween, so there were a lot of groups of 
of other people ghost hunting and we didn't technically have permission to do that so one thing that did happen was we went we were in an area of the hotel right and all of a sudden it was just freezing like if you walked in one door it was freezing you walked like the temperature just and i got a really weird vibe oh yeah and i was freaked out i was like I don't like this at all. I'm leaving <laughs> immediately. See, I'm the girl when I feel that. I'm like, who's here with me? Speak to me now. So. Well, we used like, oh God, I can't even remember what the app was called. We used a stupid app on my phone. And I know that doesn't actually like do anything. But, but it's we still did fun. It, we did it for fun in the video, right? And there yeah. was like this really creepy time where like a ghost popped up and it told us to get out. And it freaked me out even though I knew it wasn't real. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm tracking you. Go ahead and give yourself a shout out. All the Twitter, all the Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore kingbooks underscore. And then Instagram is alanak145. And Perfect. YouTube is just Alana King. So, yeah. Come on, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> All I can think about is that scene where she's like crazy, like splashing the salt everywhere. And also... All the creepy stuff happens in Chicago. It does, especially at the hotels. Just saying. That was awesome. Alana, thank you so much. KJ, thank you for making that happen. You guys, we are so over our time here. As I look at my watch, like you guys are even looking at me. (laughs) So um, where does the new cool rate, review, subscribe? We need your stories. Crew at Gmail. What else? That's it. So weird is the new cool. Goodbye. See ya.